I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98, or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to mypillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six piece towels for only $29.98. Or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. My Towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made My Towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of My Towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com And now, Lindell TV brings you The Stone Zone with legendary Republican strategist and political icon and pundit Roger Stone. Stone has served as a senior campaign aide to three Republican presidents. He is a New York Times bestselling author and a longtime friend and advisor of President Donald Roger Trump. Stone. As an outspoken libertarian, Stone has appeared on thousands of broadcasts, spoken at countless venues, and lectured before the prestigious Oxford Political Union and the Cambridge Union Society. Due to his four-plus decades in the political and cultural arena, Stone has become a pop culture icon. And now, here's your host, Roger Stone. Welcome, I'm Roger Stone, and you are back in the Stone Zone. Pardon me if I seem a little tired today. You see, I was up late celebrating the smashing election of libertarian candidate Javier Malay to the presidency uh, of Argentina, where he defeated the entrenched political interests and his socialist opponent. Uh, this is one of the most pronounced and important political victories in recent years, I believe, just as the election in Brexit uh, in the UK uh, was a precursor to Donald Trump's election in the United States. Uh, the decision by the voters of Argentina to choose a populist conservative outsider of libertarian bent, an outspoken opponent uh, of the authoritarian state uh, and socialism as president uh, is a world-shattering event. Uh, Javier Malay proposes to shut down the central bank, ditch the peso, uh, and slash spending. 
he is facing uh, an Argentine economy with triple-digit inflation, uh, a looming recession, uh, and rising poverty. Argentina, once one of the 10 wealthiest and most prosperous countries in the world, uh, is an economic basket case uh, under left-wing Peronism. Uh, and the people uh, of, uh, of Argentina have made a profound change. Joining me to talk about this uh, is uh, a, an Argentine journalist, uh, Juan Doe of La Derecha del Ario, pardon my Spanish for not being the best, who joins us now. Roger, how are you? Welcome. This is, I th is this your debut uh, in the United States? Uh, actually, yeah, I had a, an interview with the Libertarian Party a little a little while ago. Uh, they were interested in how the campaign was going. I think they they are very happy now. <laughs> they 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 feel that that Millet is, is part of, of their movement also. Uh, but I think a lot of people in the Republican Party will think the same. Uh, so what is the what is the mood? Uh, what was the mood like last night, and what is it like uh, this morning? Well, people are very happy. Yesterday, um, uh, after the after the election, uh, I I heard like an uproar here in my in my neighborhood, uh, and then people went to the Obelisco, that is like the the central uh, downtown part of 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 the of the capital here, and uh, there were like four hours until very uh, until very early in the morning. Uh, of this Monday, people were still cheering and celebrating and and uh, throwing fireworks and 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 they, there's a, a lot of hope here in Argentina right now. So it's not it, the opponent uh, said that it was a, a fear vote. People were afraid and that's what that's why they voted like that. But it's actually a, a hope vote. It, people are voting with a lot of hope that uh, hopefully uh, the country will have a change. Uh, I think the most interesting thing uh, about Malay is that uh, he understands uh, that politics is entertainment, that you have to engage the voters, you have to entertain the voters before you can get them to listen to your arguments. Uh, and uh, it's not an act. I mean, I think uh, he is genuinely, uh, shall we say, eccentric. Um, that means he's authentic. Uh, and his, uh, you know, he's interesting. Uh, he's brash. Uh, he's blunt. He is outspoken. He's very physical. Uh, the use of a of a of a chainsaw, uh, the symbolism of that. His uh, standing in front of the charts of the sections of the government, ripping off sections and saying, "We're getting rid of this. We're getting rid of this. We're getting rid of this." Uh, this engaged the people in a way that I haven't seen, well, since Donald Trump's 2016 campaign. Uh, the, the thing I like about him, however, despite his use of costumes uh, and props, uh, his love of rock and roll, his uh, sideburns, uh, is that he, he seems fearless. Uh, he's fearless in his interviews with hostile journalists. Uh, he's blunt. Uh, let's take a look at his remarks last night a todos los que están aquí presentes a los que están en la calle también festejando y sobre todo 
Buenas noches a todos los argentinos de bien, porque hoy comienza la reconstrucción de Argentina. Hoy, hoy, es una noche histórica para la Argentina. Muchas gracias a todos los que vinieron, muchas gracias a todos los que hicieron que esto fuera posible. Gracias al equipo que viene trabajando hace dos años para transformar la Argentina y para lograr el milagro de tener un presidente liberal libertario. Muchas gracias. Gracias a mi hermana Karina, porque sin ella nada de esto hubiera sido posible. Además, también quiero agradecerle a ese gigante que me ha acompañado a lo largo de todo este proceso ese gigante que suele mantenerse en la oscuridad, que se llama Santiago Caputo y es el verdadero arquitecto de esto junto al jefe. Además, también quiero darle las gracias a todos los integrantes de la Libertad Avanzan que trabajaron sin parar para lograr este objetivo. Además, Quiero dar muy especialmente las gracias a los fiscales, tanto a los de la Libertad Avanza como a los del PRO, que pusieron el cuerpo para defender los votos. Porque dijimos que los votos estaban, pero había que cuidarlo. Y vaya que los cuidaron. Muchísimas gracias, fiscales. Por otra parte, quiero agradecerle muy especialmente al presidente Macri y a la señora Bullrich que desinteresadamente en un acto de grandeza como no se ha visto nunca en la historia argentina pusieron el cuerpo para defender el cambio que la Argentina necesita. Quiero decirle a todos los argentinos que hoy comienza el fin de la decadencia argentina. Hoy, hoy empezamos a dar vuelta a la página de nuestra historia y volvemos a retomar el camino que nunca deberíamos haber perdido. Hoy se termina el modelo empobrecedor del Estado omnipresente que solo beneficia a algunos mientras la mayoría de los argentinos sufren. Hoy se termina la idea de que el Estado es un botín a repartirse entre los políticos y sus amigos. Hoy se termina esa visión de que los victimarios son las víctimas y las víctimas los victimarios. Hoy retomamos el camino que hizo grande este país. Hoy volvemos a abrazar las ideas de la libertad, las ideas de Alberti. En definitiva, las ideas de nuestros padres fundadores, 
que hicieron que 35 años de ser un país de bárbaros pasáramos a ser la primer potencia mundial. Esas ideas se basan en tres premisas muy simples. Un gobierno limitado, y quiero que quede claro esto, que cumple a rajatabla con sus compromisos que ha tomado. Respeto a la propiedad privada y comercio libre. Quiero ser muy claro con algo. El modelo de la decadencia ha llegado a su fin. No hay vuelta atrás. Los resultados de este modelo están a la vista de todos. De ser el país más rico del mundo, hoy somos 130. La mitad de los argentinos son pobres y el 10% es indigente. Basta del modelo empobrecedor de la casta. Hoy volvemos a abrazar el modelo de la libertad para volver a ser una potencia mundial. You can feel the energy uh, in that crowd, Juan. Uh, one of the things that we talked about uh, this morning uh, is the fact uh, that Argentina, unlike Brazil, unlike the United States, has no computerized voting machines. Uh, and that your vote is conducted on paper ballots. Uh, and uh, the country managed to tabulate, I think it was 28 million paper ballots uh, on the same day in the night uh, of election day. Uh, but you made a very key point that that doesn't eliminate uh, potential voter fraud uh, and that uh, the Malay forces had to put together a very aggressive campaign of poll watching to ensure uh, that every uh, vote cast was legitimate uh, and that the election was free, fair, and completely transparent. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's something very usual in, in Argentina. It's not something that Millet invented. It's actually every every other candidate has done this in the past 40 years. Unfortunately, this is something that you have to have in place if, if you don't want the op op uh, opposition to steal the election from you. Basically, what they do is they steal the paper ballots. Uh, it's very easy to do. Once they go inside the room to vote, they can take the, the ballots and if no one Uh, puts them back. If there's no restocking of the ballots, then when the next person comes in to vote, they don't see any paper ballots. And you, usually you, you, would, you would expect that they would complain about it. Hey, I don't have any, any paper ballots to vote. But most of the time people just vote what they see, what, what the, the, the paper ballots that are in, in there. So that's, that's a huge uh, issue that our uh, elections have. So the, the solution There are two kinds of solutions, right? You could have a single paper ballot that both candidates are in the same paper ballot. So if, if, if the opposition wants to steal the ballot from you, they would be stealing from them also. So that, that would be a, a very good solution, but we don't, have it, we don't have that right now in Argentina. Each candidate has their own paper ballot with distinct colors. Uh, so the other solution is to gather a, a group of people that can go school by school and, and, and voting center by voting center to oversee the elections and make sure nobody's stealing the, the ballots. And that's what, what Millet do. I, fortunately, 
the, the, the other party that was the, the, the radical party, the, the party that was uh, is historically the main opposition to the, to the Peronist party, got in third place this election and they, uh, and they were out of the second round. So fortunately, they decided to, to back up, uh, to give the support, to endorse uh, Javier Milei, and they share their, 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 uh, their main uh, over, uh, group of overseers of the election, and they were very helpful to uh, avoiding any kind of fraud. And that, that is something that Milei was talking about extensively during the campaign. He said that the, the votes were there, people were willing to vote for Milei, and if we were able to to keep them safe, to 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 avoid any kind of uh, ballot stealing, we would be able to win in a landslide, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I uh, given what happened in Brazil, uh, given in what happened to the United States, which by the way, the exact same model, uh, and uh, then accused the people peacefully protesting uh, the outcome of those stolen elections. Uh, you know, with insurrection, with with violence, uh, it was almost a carbon copy. I liked uh, Bolsonaro very much, but I actually saw that coming uh, fairly early. Um, you make an excellent point, which is uh, what makes uh, Malay's victory even more incredible is he doesn't come from the traditionally two dominant parties uh, in your country uh, that he that he is actually energized and legitimized a new party, uh, a party based on libertarian, uh, pro-freedom, pro-God, pro-small government, uh, pro-firearms uh, uh, rights, uh, a low taxation, uh, and that he's actually prepared to ditch the peso uh, and to base the system on the U.S. dollar uh, which would mean that he's doing more to preserve the strength of the U.S. dollar than the U.S. government is doing today. Uh, he he really is uh, extraordinarily brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he actually started his career in Argentina being like an economist uh, in the private sector. He only got into politics two years ago in 2021. One of the things that got him into politics was the pandemic. He, he was very, very adamantly opposed uh, to the quarantine, to the lockdowns. And uh, basically he, he realized that there was no change possible in go because he was he had a high profile going to the into different TV shows and and, and talking about uh, libertarian ideas. But he realized that that was not enough, that he needed also to go into to get into politics and, and try to to win. Uh, to win the to win power basically to to uh, enact these reforms and he got it <laughs> he was successful uh, folks if you're just tuning in this is the stone zone uh and uh, we're with uh, argentine journalist uh, juan doe uh talking about uh the historic election yesterday uh in argentina coming up next uh, attorney joe mcbride joins us uh, with his analysis of the implications of the decision by House Speaker Mike Johnson to release the January 6 videos. So you're going to want to stick around for that. Um, we have already seen beginning in this country, uh, in our legacy media, the efforts to smear uh, and to tear Malay down. Uh, he's a clown. He's a maniac. Uh, he's mentally unstable. He's a, a sexual pervert. 
uh, it is really enjoyable to watch the writhing uh, of the of the establishment media because they really, really hate it when people don't do what they're told. They really hate it when people make their own decisions. Uh, but I, I have a, a concern, and it is a legitimate concern, and I, I'm not trying to be uh, inflammatory, uh, but I think that Malay poses such an extraordinary threat to the established order, uh, I worry about his personal security. Uh, is that question being addressed? Yeah, yeah, especially if he, during his campaign rallies, he had like the, the the usual. He liked this. He liked to do this very much. He went uh, through the crowd into the stage instead of coming by through the back of the stage. He wanted to go through the the whole crowd, usually usually very massive crowds, and he would hug everyone, go uh, go through the crowd. Basically, it's very very dangerous. And continuously, everyone was telling him to please don't do that because <laughs> he he could get stabbed. That actually, what happened to Bolsonaro during his uh, campaign rallies before he was president. Uh, luckily, no, nothing like that happened. Uh, attacks against presidents are not, or, or political candidates, are not very common in Argentina. Uh, we, we had one attack against the vice president uh, this year, I think it was, but it was like the first time in, in decades that something like that happened. But of course, it's always a possibility, right? Especially with the rising insecurity. Uh, here in Argentina, uh, uh, it's, 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 a, it's always a, a possibility. All right, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. We're going to come back for a, a little more with uh, Juan Doe. Uh, and then coming up next, uh, Joe McBride, uh, warrior attorney for a number of the January 6th defendants. My Towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made My Towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of My Towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com
I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98, or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to MyPillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98 or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Uh, there you have it, folks. We have a very special deal at MyPillow right now where there is free shipping. That's right, free shipping. So please use promo code STONE. Uh, and right now you get free shipping on your entire order. Whether it is uh, the special towel order that Mike just outlined or whether it is the uh, the dog beds or the pet blankets or the waffle blankets or the men and women's uh, moccasins, uh, the throw blankets, the waffle blankets, as I said, great products at MyPillow. And of course, it is a three-way value. You help Frank Speech, you help Mike Lindell uh, in his struggles uh, against the deep state and those who would silence his fight for election integrity and free speech. And, of course, you help us here at the Stone Zone. Please go to MyPillow.com right now. And when you do, remember to use promo code STONE. Uh, God bless you for your purchases and your loyal support. All right. We're returning with my guest, uh, Juan Doe, who is uh, an Argentine journalist uh, with Derecha Diario. Uh, pardon my Spanish. It's not that great, but... I think you, hey, you can you can you can say the right wing journal also <laughs> right wing daily. I got I got it close. Um, <laughs> so what it, what are uh, uh, one thing I should say is I'm very gratified uh, that uh, uh, that Javier Malay uh, read my book Stone's Rules uh, with a uh, with an introduction by my good friend uh, Tucker Carlson uh, who uh, uh, who interviewed him in a very compelling. Uh, interview uh, not long ago. Uh, he was very, very gracious, uh, very much uh, enjoyed my book, uh, and I hope it uh, gave him some some uh, moral support during the campaign. Uh, folks want to get this book can go to stonesrulesabook.com, stonesrulesabook.com. Uh, this is what I have learned in 40 years uh, in the political arena. All right, I want my final question. Uh, what are uh, President Malay's immediate plans uh, and what are the plans for the inauguration? Great, great question. Uh, the inauguration is going to be in December, 10th of December. So we have like 20 days of this government that they need to to deliver the, 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 the country in the, let's hope that they don't destroy the country in the 20 days they have left. Uh, but basically, one of the, the main uh, proposals of Millet is we have a, a massive deficit, uh, which it prevents our country from taking any kind of debt. So we need to, to get that sorted as soon as possible, reduce the, uh, the, the deficit, 
also uh, close to the central bank. That was his main proposal. He needs to, we have something called Lelix. I will not go into detail of what that is, but it's a, a massive uh, hyperinflationary bomb that it's in the central bank right now that if that gets delivered to the economy, if the money is, that kind of money starts circulating in the economy, it will cause a hyperinflation. So he needs to resolve that first, then he will close the central bank and then he will uh, in, in, he will put the uh, he will send the dollarization bill to the Congress. That's the the, the main uh, course. Also, he wants to privatize a lot of uh, a lot of um, companies that are in state hand, hands, especially uh, the 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 oil companies, uh, IPF that's in in the state's hand, uh, um, Airways, uh, also a lot of state media companies that uh, are really going against uh, freedom of press in Argentina. So he has that that also for the for the first uh, 100 days. All right. Uh, I want to thank Juan Doe of La Derecha Diario for joining us today. Uh, and uh, who knows, I might make it to the inauguration. We shall see. Uh, God bless you, my friend. <laughs> bless Javier Malay. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're certainly invited to the inauguration. <laughs> I think that's very kind. Uh, all right, folks, uh, joining me now uh, is uh, lawyer Joe McBride. Uh, I've dealt with a lot of lawyers uh, in my life. Uh, there are many, many, many lawyers, I would hate to say most, who worry not about serving their client uh, and protecting their client and being sure that their client's rights are preserved uh, and when they are wrongly charged, getting them acquitted. And there are other lawyers who worry about the what the judge thinks of them and worries about their next case. Joe McBride is not one of those kind of lawyers. So uh, if I were uh, charged with a, a crime, falsely, of course, I can tell you right now the first phone call I would make would be to Joe McBride. Joe, welcome uh, on the Stone Zone. Thank you, Roger. I appreciate that wonderful introduction. And uh, it is always good to see you, my friend. I mean, I, I watch your work. You are a zealous advocate uh, for your clients. Uh, you are fearless. Uh, you're extraordinarily well versed in the law. Uh, you're creative. Uh, and uh, you've taken on some extraordinarily difficult cases. Uh, in the sense that you are, unfortunately, in some cases, you have to practice uh, in a court system which is extraordinarily biased uh, and in many, many ways uh, rigged uh, against your clients. So uh, I salute you for having the courage to go into that kind of situation. I've, I've been in the meat grinder of the D.C. court system myself. I have seen it uh, firsthand. Uh, here's my first question. Um, what are the legal implications uh, of the historic decision by Speaker Mike Johnson to uh, release uh, the January 6th video footage, something that uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy promised us, but clearly never had any intention of actually doing? Well, the, that's a, a great question, Roger. And I think the implications, they're a, a bit speculative, but uh, for certain, if a January 6th uh, defendant's trial, any January 6th's trial has already concluded, or if the jury's already been impaneled, and it is determined that the Department of Justice did not share with them exculpatory Brady material pertinent to, to a given case, 
then that would be immediate grounds for appeal. You have uh, some January Sixers, they pled guilty, they went to trial back in early of 2021 uh, before any defense attorney had any access to this material at all. So if the January Sixer uh, was deprived of his right to a fair trial by denial of Brady material, he would have an avenue toward uh, a ripe appeal and would certainly win one because, I mean, prejudice would abound. With regard to the court of a public opinion, of course, uh, we're very grateful for Speaker Mike Johnson's uh, release of, 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 the, of these tapes. It's an initial release. There's a lot more that has to come. So, you know, Speaker Johnson, thank you so much for being a man of your word. I know that you're a patriot and a God-fearing man who loves your country. I'm glad that you delivered so far, but we need to see the rest of it. And uh, when that happens, then the world will really know what happened on January 6th. Uh, some of this uh, footage is absolutely shocking. People shooting into the, uh, uh, pardon me, uh, law enforcement officers shooting into the crowd without warning, uh, using rubber bullets, uh, flashbangs uh, against uh, people who were not particularly rowdy. Uh, it is really shocking. It's amazing the way the mainstream media tries to yawn and say, oh, there's nothing new here. Uh, you've seen a lot of this stuff, uh, Joe. Is there not indeed a lot new that we haven't seen before? There, there's a lot new, especially for the public. We have been saying, uh, shouting from the rooftops and from the mountaintops uh, about police mis misconduct since the beginning. In terms of the use of force continuum, or adhering to the training manual. Uh, the Metropolitan Police Department was particularly egregious that day. They participated um, in the stomping out and murder of Roseanne Boylan, Kevin Greeson, uh, Benjamin Phillips. Uh, the Capitol Police, of course, uh, shot and murdered Ashley Babbitt. We all know about those things. You know about that, Roger. I know about that because we have been plugged into it. But the general public who has not had an opportunity to see uh, sort of these main attractions of egregiousness is now going to get to digest it for the first time. I've been circulating some old stuff, recirculating it again, and there's lots of outcry. There's lots of people who still haven't seen sort of the big events of that day. And for those of us who have been a bit more plugged in, now uh, members of our side of the public situation will get to sort of open source investigate this material uh, look at it analyze it disseminate it properly and absolutely destroy the mainstream media's narrative absolutely destroy the department of justice's narrative and most importantly uh the january 6th committee's narrative what they did to the public they took this information they synthesized it cctv footage open source material body camera footage that we didn't even have access to they published it in the most malicious and dishonest way possible to the general public in order to profit this narrative that president trump was responsible for what happened to the capitol he's not and that every january 6th who went to the capitol that day was violent that is not the case that is the slim slim exception and not the rule yeah, I can speak uh, directly to the January 6th committee hearings. Uh, everything Cassidy Hutchison said to me was a per about me was a perjurous lie. Uh, no, Mark Meadows did not call me and General Flynn uh, uh, on the evening of the 5th to find out what was going to happen to the 6th. I've never talked to Mark Meadows, I don't think, in my life. I may have met him back when he was a congressman uh, in a green room at Fox one time, but I've never had any communications with him 
uh, in recent years. Either has General Flynn. Uh, this idea that we participated in a meeting uh, in the war room uh, at the Willard Hotel. The Washington Post uh, has established that I was never in any war room uh, in the Willard Hotel, and I was not involved in any way uh, in the efforts to delay the certification uh, of the uh, of the electoral vote. Uh, I'm not an attorney, but uh, I'm still uncertain that those activities were illegal. That's just a, an uninformed opinion from a, a layman. But it doesn't matter. I wasn't involved in them in any way. I went to Washington on January 5th uh, to uh, to exercise my First Amendment rights regarding the irregularities and anomalies uh, in the election. It's unfortunate you can't see my remarks because YouTube has taken them down, uh, but I certainly never called for violence or lawlessness or insurrection. Uh, and then there's the videos, which are completely manipulated, selectively edited, uh, using AI-created tracks in some cases. Uh, this is one of the greatest con jobs uh, in American history. And you look at the makeup of the committee, uh, Speaker Pelosi uh, should would not allow any uh, Republican who wasn't okay with her on the committee. She rejected the appointments of the Republican leader. Uh, Republicans should have boycotted this process uh, and protested more vigorously, uh, but of course uh, they didn't. Uh, the whole thing is uh, extraordinary. Here's my question. Do you think Speaker Johnson will now appoint a committee to investigate what happened and hold uh, Adam Schiff and, uh, and Liz Cheney uh, and little Adam Kinzinger and the rest of these criminals responsible? A bit of internal affairs, if you will. Um, I certainly hope that he does. I think that, that ultimately that, that he will. I know there is significant pressure from inside of the House for him to do that. If he were to do that, uh, the person that he should appoint uh, to the chair of that committee should be Congressman Clay Higgins. I've been working with Congressman Higgins for over two years regarding all things January 6th. He knows uh, these cases. He knows uh, the building and the bad actors and the good actors and everything in between regarding what happened that day. Uh, these people need to be held accountable. The January 6th committee was a hit job. It was an absolute sham. President Trump was right when he called it a sham. You've been right when you called it a sham. It's an absolute hit job. They had no concern whatsoever for proffering the truth to the American public. All they wanted to do was drag good people through the process. It's like you got this brand new white shirt and then you throw mud all over it and you say, hey, this mud isn't my fault. So then you, you, you wipe the mud off and you go and you get it dry cleaned and the shirt comes back, but it's never again the same. They've tarnished your good name, right? They've tarnished President Trump's name and they've tarnished so many other people's names. And like you said, selective editing using technology that has no place or business in the congressional hearing or in a court of law to demonize people, to make innocent people look like they were part of some grand scheme to ruin our country when guess what that is one big gaslighting event these are the people who are trying to ruin our country but roger truth will have its day the tapes are coming out now congressman speaker of the house mike johnson should appoint congressman clay higgins to head a committee to look into the truth regarding what happened at the capitol to look into the policing failures and to dig into the january 6th committee's misconduct they destroyed evidence they had evidence that they used, that they weaponized across the, 
all different platforms that gained international media attention and then they destroyed it how can you destroy evidence you have a duty to preserve it what they did is egregious and unconscionable they should be held accountable and speaker mike johnson i hope that you do hold them accountable to the fullest extent of the law uh, you raise a, a, a troubling question about ashley babbitt uh, ashley babbitt uh, was a veteran who served her country uh, she was unarmed uh, the day of January 6th. She was menacing no one. She was shot and killed without warning. Uh, yet uh, the officer, Michael Byrd, who shot and killed her, was given a promotion uh, rather than being prosecuted for, uh, for cold-blooded murder. Uh, what are the possibilities of actually getting justice uh, for Ashley Babin? I become extremely fond of her mother, uh, Mickey Whithoff, who's a friend, uh, who's a selfless woman, uh, who continues to protest uh, the egregious murder uh, of her veteran, her decorated veteran daughter. Uh, this this cuts right to the core. Uh, is Can we get justice? Will there be justice uh, for Ashley Babbitt? I think justice in, in this case is, is relative. Some justice has been achieved already. If you look at the fact that when we brought these cases to judges in the beginning and we spoke about how why Trump supporters showed up in tactical gear and some of them brought, you know, whatever weapons they could pick off, not to hurt people with, but to defend themselves in case Antifa showed up, judges scorned us. They told us Antifa doesn't exist. We now know that if you look at the Ashley Babbitt video, what happened, I recently reposted it to my Twitter account. You have Zachary Alam, open and notorious member of Antifa. You have Jaden X, John Earl Sullivan, another open and notorious member of Antifa on both sides of Ashley Babbitt. And then when she jumps up into, into the doorframe uh, 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 of that window, for reasons we don't know, it could have been to trespass, it could have been to alert the other side that bad actors were in the crowd. As you said, Roger, she was blown away. She was murdered. She was shot dead at point blank range by Lieutenant, then Lieutenant Michael Byrd. And then he was subsequently given a promotion for this egregious murder and misconduct. And if you look at the videos, if you look at the videos that are available, especially the ones I just posted, I posted a follow-up clip where they're carrying her body away like a dead steer. It's unconscionable. We do not shoot protesters in the United States of America, especially ones that are petite, unarmed women who are decorated veterans of the United States Air Force. What they did um, is wrong. Will true justice ever be achieved? I don't know, but I know as the truth begins to trickle out over time and the amount of evidence that is out there, once the general public gets a hold of it and good people, concerned people make sense of what happened, they'll be able to tell the story for her. And this story will be able to be continued to be told for generations over and over and over that day about who was on the right side of things, about who was on the wrong side of things, about who the innocents were, about who the murderers were, and ultimately who the bad people were at the end of the day. But in order for true justice to happen, we need President Trump back in the White House and we need Speaker Johnson to appoint a committee to look into these bad actors, both in the Capitol and on the J6 committee to make sure that these people do not get away with literal murder. Uh, equally egregious and disturbing to me is the uh, case of Roseanne Boylan. Uh, Roseanne Boylan, uh, uh, they tell us from her autopsy that she died of a drug overdose, which is an absurdity. She was literally crushed to death. 
She was bludgeoned and then crushed to death. Uh, Will, walk us through what happened there uh, and whether you think there will be justice for Roseanne Boylan. Roseanne Boylan did not die of a drug overdose. I don't care what that coroner's report says. She absolutely did not. It said that she was on Adderall. Many people take Adderall for all different types of reasons. Nobody dies from it unless you take some astronomical uh, portion of it. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with uh, warrior lawyer Joe McBride. Don't go away. I wanted to get in here and uh, interrupt this great show by my great friend, Roger Stone. And uh, what we have is we have the best special ever, exclusive to Lindell TV. And that is we have the, the, everybody knows the towel sets, right? That's a six piece towel sets. If you go down to the radio podcast, we've got, um, we've got our, right there they are. He's $29.98. We're closing them out. We're closing out the towels. We have our new Shapir long stable, our new design on the right there. Those are that we're, those are on sale too. But what the exclusive for for uh, our listeners and anyone watching Roger's show here, uh, you get there they are. We're closing these towels out. Once they're gone, they're gone. They're only I believe there's three colors left. Six piece towel sets. This is what I wanted to do to help out all our great hosts here and. Uh, Roger's one of the best. So use the promo code STONE and you get it for $29.98 for a six-pack set. Otherwise, you call this number 800-858-0402. Use that promo code STONE. Uh, My operators are standing by. You're helping my pillow. You're helping yourself with these great products. And you keep watching Roger's great show here on Lindell TV. This is Roger Stone. You know, Winston Churchill loved a good cigar. So did Jack Kennedy, Mark Twain, and other notables. Whether you're an occasional cigar smoker or a regular cigar smoker, you need to know about My Patriot Cigars. These are premium handmade cigars out of Nicaragua made with 100% long filler tobacco aged at least three years to give you the best possible smoke. Go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use promo code STONE and you get 15% off. There's also free shipping for orders over $100. Every box of cigars comes with a $10 e-gift card for your next purchase. Yes, it's a premium smoke for freedom-loving patriots. 
Go to MyPatriotCigars.com and don't forget to use the promo code STONE. Uh, there you have it, folks. Please go to MyPatriotCigars.com and try these premium long-leaf Nicaraguan cigars. They come in four different blends, one for every palate. And right now, they're actually 25% off for the Christmas holidays. So uh, please uh, go to MyPatriotCigars.com and check it out. We, we return now uh, with uh, attorney Joe McBride. Joe, I can't wait to share a cigar with you, actually. That would Both be fun. Roger. Yeah, it would. It would. And those those cigars are good. Alan Jacoby's a great guy. He's a terrific guy. Um, so let's return to uh, Roseanne Boyland. Walk us through what happened to her that day. So she uh, she went to the Capitol like everybody else to, uh, to see uh, President Trump speak, initially over by the Ellipse. She walked down through uh, the parade routes that were previously set up by the local government in D.C. For, for people to walk from the Washington Monument down to the west side of the Capitol. By the time uh, she got to the west side of the Capitol, things were peaceful. Crowds started to amass and push up against the western uh, terrace uh, <coughs> wall into the tunnel entrance there. Um, and the there was a policing failure. Uh, and, and they did not control the crowd the right way. So when you have this crowd full of people, um, what you need to do is you need to follow protocol and you need to get people to disperse peacefully. Instead of doing that, the Metropolitan Police Department began to mace people in the crowd, uh, indiscriminately began to shoot people with rubber bullets. Uh, one guy got shot through the face, began to tear gas people. People could not understand why this was happening. Um, and they said, hey, stop doing this to, to us. And a series of altercations broke out across the Western Terrace of the Capitol. Most uh, uh, the, the carnage, I guess, if you want to say of casualties, where they piled up the most was at the lower mouth to the Western entrance of the Capitol. People were trying to, to go into that area because they thought it was a uh, staircase that led up to the next level. And people noticed that on top, it wasn't as occupied as the bottom. So people were going that way to see if they could alleviate the pressure. And what happened is uh, they weren't able to get in that way because it turns out that door was an entrance into the Capitol. Most people didn't know that. So like a pipe, um, that area burst. It burst with violence and it burst with people getting crushed. Roseanne Boyland um, was in, 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 a, in a particular uh, situation where she, she could not escape from. And you hear there are multiple men who are sitting in jail right now because they came to Roseanne Boylan's aid. Uh, this came out during Michael Foy's trial. Jake Lang still has to go to trial. Ryan, Nichol Ryan Nichols uh, sprayed uh, something at, at, at law enforcement in, in that area because of, of what he saw happen to Roseanne Boylan and Victoria White and some other people. There was a lot of carnage that happened there. But what happened to Roseanne, not only um, what was she being trampled on, protesters are saying, hey, she's being trampled. Hey, she's being hurt. Stop it. Help her. And Lila Morris, a member of the Metropolitan Police Department, began beating her for reasons we'll never understand. And then she died. This is all on video. Roseanne Boylan died as a result of Lila Morris and other officers spraying her to death, beating her to death, and not helping her out of a very dangerous situation. And then you have videos of 
of, of January 6th protesters doing chest compressions on, po on poor Roseanne to try to resuscitate her and bring her back to life. And instead of bringing a medical team out to help her, the Metropolitan Police Department went over to her, to her body, grabbed her by the feet, and dragged her lifeless body through the tunnel where her clothes began to come off of her, dishonoring her corpse, dishonoring her as a human being, pulling her into the uh, the entranceway, into the interior of the Capitol. And to my knowledge, then they, they did some type of sham autopsy and then cremated her a few days later. What the hell is that? How could that ever happen to any American citizen? Never mind another woman who went to protest. So this is these are two women who were killed in different areas of the Capitol, one by the Capitol Police, one by the Metropolitan Police Department. Both of them were nonviolent. And whoever wants to make the argument about, oh, Ashley Babbitt should not have been where she was, what she was doing, and she got what she deserves, she should not have jumped through, obviously all that is horse crap. But if that's your argument about Ashley Babbitt, you cannot say that about Roseanne Boylan, who never, ever went into the Capitol. The only time she went into the Capitol is when she was dragged there after she was dead. This is the truth of what happened. I posted another video today, Roseanne Boylan getting chest compressions by January 6th protesters. This video was released by Nick Quested, who testified last in, in June of, of 22 at the January 6th committee. He had this footage that the January 6th committee edited selectively and then weaponized in order to proffer the narrative to the public that January 6ers were violent. He cut out the part where January 6ers are saying, how can you treat her body like that? Look at her. She's dead. You just killed her when it comes to Ashley Babbitt. And he cut out the part where protesters are doing chest compressions on Roseanne Boylan in an effort to save her life. And what they did was they took these noisy clips, they put them together to make it look like something happened that never actually happened. When the mo when the two most crucial points of, of, of that footage have to do with Ashley Babbitt's murder and Roseanne Boylan's murder. But, you know, now we're seeing the truth. Um, the, the American public should be angry about this. Uh, and the American public should write their, their congressmen and women and encourage their congressmen and women to step up and to do the right thing, to clear these good women's names and to and to investigate the egregious misconduct of the January 6th Select Committee. Uh, OK, Joe, how many January 6th defendants uh, have you personally represented? About 10. Uh, and I just uh, I just uh, picked up the case uh, the other day of Joe Bolanos. Uh, Joe was, uh, um, he, the FBI raided his house, even though he did not go into the Capitol. Uh, he's a New Yorker like me. He was featured in Dinesh D'Souza's Police State movie. Uh, he's the old guy who walks around with the cane. After the FBI questioned him, he was in he was in the in the uh, in the van with them downstairs being questioned. He was like, "Hey guys, I'm an old man. I'm not feeling so good." They didn't listen to him. He told him again, "Hey guys, I'm an old man. I'm not feeling too good." And then he had a stroke. And then they took him to Mount Sinai and he stayed there for 10 days and he's had like five strokes since then. And guess what, Roger? They never even arrested him. They kicked in his door based on bad information at his mother's house, who has since passed away. They kicked in his door simultaneously at his personal residence, both in Manhattan. And the guy's life and health and emotional and physical state has never 
ever recovered. And they didn't even arrest him because he did nothing wrong. And I know you know what it's like to have the FBI show up when you didn't do nothing wrong either. This guy has is never going to be able to recover from it physically or mentally, but we're going to uh, seek retribution legally on his behalf. Uh, I had the honor of meeting him at Mar-a-Lago. He, he's a terrific uh, fellow, and I'm glad that he has gotten uh, competent legal counsel. All right, we have to leave it there. Let me thank uh, my friend Joe McBride. Uh, you can you saw his uh, uh, his website. If you need first-rate legal counsel and you want someone who will really fight for you, go to McBrideLawFirm.com. Joe, thank you for jumping into the Stone Zone at the last minute uh, and for giving us your views on the implications of these stunning new revelations regarding the January 6th events. God bless you, my friend, and Godspeed. God bless you, Roger. All right, folks, uh, we're about out of time. I'm Roger Stone. This is the Stone Zone. Thanks for tuning in for our discussion of the historic victory of uh, Javier Malay uh, in Argentina and our breakdown of these new developments regarding January 6th. Uh, God bless you and Godspeed. We will see you tomorrow. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98 or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to MyPillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98 or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last.